We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Anora Boys are in the building, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure you do it. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. Also, your boys, College Football Nation, CFV Nation, presented by Twisted Tea. Yeah. Hey, see, my throat is getting stronger, bro. My voice is coming back. Stronger by the day. Yes, That's sir. right. Like that never happened. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. It's a lot to get to left now. I, oh, I did a, five, I did a five-hour show yesterday, left. So I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna let you off the leash. You know what I'm saying? Please do. Please I'm gonna let do. you off the leash. Don't forget audio edibles each and every day. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You know. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We, we spin it. Spin it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, today you're not getting any narratives, man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. When we tell you stuff that's going on, when I come back from my medical issue and tell you that dysfunction exists in high places, and you start to see it on the field, and I tell you, you're seeing it on the field because it's dysfunction in the building. That's right. And everybody else wants to say, well, that's, you know, they spit narratives over there. Okay. All right. It's it's so many things that we say that other people say is narratives. And then when it comes out in the wash, bro, it's like, okay. I told you so. And and it's funny because you can start looking at what's happening on the field and can tell what in the background is taking place by looking at the game. You get a you get a you get a a chance he stuck he fired at a random and a lot of people wouldn't it would go over their head they would be like why what happened but there's no way in the world just from looking at the games we ain't talking about nothing else the games that there was something going on let me pause you right there because right now we got to set it up right dude let's talk about let's <laughs> move. What's smoking brought to you by Fashion Geek? Go to AlonzoJackson.com right here. We run the city. That's why I got on the shot hat today. That's right. That's right. Wide receiver head, wide receiver coach Chancey Stucky parted ways with Notre Dame on yesterday and today. Tobias Merriweather joined Chris Tyree as the second wide receiver from that room to lead the transfer portal. And before I unleash Malik, I just would like to say, everybody in the chat before we start the show, Y'all need to stop that talk about wide receivers leaving because the offense and Marcus Freeman needing to change his thought process. Wide receivers left because of this situation. That's we right. Frank. We, we don't do that narrative stuff here. All that other narrative stuff other people saying, no, 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 no. The stuff that I got permission to release, oh, I'm releasing it today. That's right. I'm releasing Everybody else might be scared. The That's stuff right. I got permission to release. Oh, we're going to release right here on the Lucky Lefty we podcast. Telling the truth. we telling the truth. Because there's some clown that? stuff that we tried, we tried to be nice and label it dysfunction all season. That's right. But today is the day. Oh, no breaking. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that bull crap, people talking about Marcus Freeman losing people because of the offensive philosophy, man, stop. 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 It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Now we can get to some truth. That's Here's right. Left. Here's left. We're the, Here's true, left. the true bears. The bears of the bears of truth. Go ahead, left. It's your show, man. I did five hours yesterday, bro. I and you know, 
what what stands out the most is that we have been talking about this without the information, without the necessarily uh, 100% truth about what we were looking like on offense. And we came to a realization a few weeks ago that this isn't a a, a blame game. This, 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 this deals with dysfunction because we could easily point fingers. Oh, it's the receivers. Oh, it's the release package. Oh, it's this and that. Oh, it's Coach Freeman. Oh, it's the offensive coordinator. But when dysfunction exists, everybody is to blame. And you got to get down to what's the cause of dysfunction. Well, you got to go, what's the cause of the offensive problems? What has been the, the biggest mystery in our history? at receivers why are we not being productive why do we not have leadership why do we not have the 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 natural order of how things are supposed to go and take place in a receiver room how do you get a transfer quarterback who's thrown for twelve thousand yards over the course of the career one of the the, the winning uh the played in 50 plus games 50 plus has has all the accolades is up there with Case Keenum and and the and, and all the great touchdown throwers of college football history. And we still don't get somebody that's better than Charlie Jones. We still don't get the production from Charlie Jones out of that receiver room with a guy that's capable of getting him the football. Something has got to be going on. I knew something was going on when I saw Jordan Faison making plays in the Louisville game with the game on the line, with the game on the money. Like, how is it possible? And I'm at fault in some ways because I'm like, there's no way in the world. If I'm a scholarship guy, a guy that's been phone called and recruited and numbers everywhere, that somehow I got this lacrosse player jumping me. And yeah, we ain't saying, you know, no no discredit to Jordan. But it's the discredit to what's going on in that room. There's no way in the world that a walk-on is the number one guy. The walk-on is the go-to. The walk-on is the X factor. When we got freshmen that make impact. When we got seniors that have a lot to prove. When we got guys on the team that have a lot to give for that side of the football, especially in the passing game. Chris Tyree being the dynamic X factor he is coming into the fold. And we didn't see a couple things. We didn't see a progression. There's one thing to say development, but there's another thing to say a progression. A progression of a Tobias Merriweather. A progression of a JT's career. A, a, an appearance of Deion Cosley. Chris Tyree being the change we needed in the slot. A freshman or two to make an impact. The, Tobias being the Tobias we've been begging for for a long time. There was always a question. And the thing that stood out the most to me was, what's the fix that Marcus Freeman is not making? But what happens in football? Football is very much relationship. Very much so, starting from recruiting. You're only going to the place that you recruited to and has the best relationship with. That's just the facts. You're not going nowhere where you're not showing the love because a lot of times guys are going to where they like the coaches. They ain't got nothing to do with no touchdown Jesus, no no, no academic 4 for 40, no none of that. It's I like that coach. He can take me to the next level. That's where the start of dysfunction comes for me because anytime you don't get a player on the same page 
or a player not developing, you got to go to the relationships around him. We've seen it from Bill Djokovic. I don't know if that, Djokovic. Five-star talent. But got relationship problems? It ain't necessarily his game. Obviously, his health ain't, ain't helping. But he left because of the relationship. And still bitter about it three, four schools later. So the relationship matters when it comes to a position coach and your players. And to see the things that have transpired in less than 24, I mean, we just got back from Stanford. Guys still got jet lag. Can't wait to tell Marcus Freeman, I ain't even waiting for the bowl game, Marcus Freeman. I'm out of here. That speaks volumes. One, it speaks volumes to Marcus Freeman. He can't escape it. And two, it speaks volumes to what's 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 happening. What's going on at this point in time? Because clearly, God. Before any of this ever took place, guys had their minds made up. Because ain't no way in the world you come off a victory like that, looking for a good bowl game coming up in the near future, and guys are leaving the program. And I get it, NIL and all that, but this ain't no NIL issue. This is a, a call for help. This is a, a, a plea for a career jump. I need to I need to sustain my career with this move, not because I want some more money, not because of anything else. It's the faith in the program as well. Because not only did we see guys leave, we saw our coaches get fired. So you would think that, oh, okay, that would help. But is he bigger than that? It's the faith in that position room. The faith that can something be done to even fix what's taking place. That's the question. That's the why I charge Marcus Freeman is that even the guys, you, you think you solved the problem. It ain't solved because guys feel a certain way that there is no better side to things. And this is where the question I have to ask. If the house is burning, are you staying in it? Or are you getting out? And it's hard to believe that a guy on staff that doesn't have great relationship with the room, the head coach don't know that. Or the head coach isn't making some in-season adjustments. Because we like to talk about in-game adjustments a lot. Mm. Oh, the second half is where we play. But where's the second half adjustment in the program? Because that's always evolving. And missing those second half adjustments, what happens all the time? You miss them second half adjustments, you get beat. And we getting beat in the second half of the season. Getting beat. We made no adjustments. And when we did, it was too late. And this is just an example of it. Don't say face by doing it now. You should know this earlier. You should have been seeing this. Because guess what? You've been seeing that you needed a new quarterback before the season was over. That was your second half adjustment last year. Your second half adjustment was, look, I have to tell the guys that are starting the too deep on my roster that y'all not going to be here. He didn't wait. He didn't wait for that. It was a decision made. So when it comes to interpersonal staff situation, there's no way you can tell me 
that there wasn't a conversation had between the head coach and that room at some point in the season. Because if it wasn't, that's a shame on Marcus Freeman. Because when a talent like Tobias walks out the door with under 1,000 yards in his career at Notre Dame, that's a disservice. That's a disservice. We failed you, Mark Tobias. We failed you, Lorenzo. We failed you, Chris Tyree. Not being able to fit yourself in a situation that everybody is saying is going to be better. What's the problem? So you start thinking about why is it all happening at one time? It has to be something deeper than a not getting playing time, not getting the football. Those are fixable, coachable things, and you can only fix it and coach it through relationship. Because you trust. There's no trust. And that was what we were talking about last year. Nobody trusts the receivers anymore. Tobias doing everything. He catching the football, making all the guys miss, tall, fast, unguardable. What did Jupon say? He said he's always open. 7-11. But for some reason, you hear this trust thing thrown around. Oh, we just don't trust him. And we talked about it. Is that guys not trusting the getting and getting recruited? You're not trusting the guys you're recruiting? Or is it really for show? Are we really just recruiters? Because when it come down to coaching, it don't look like we doing that. So the good thing about football is that the cream always rises to the top. And no matter how much you try to fake it, football will always expose some part of the weakness that you just can't get over sometimes. And this weakness that we had, everybody's known about it, but nobody knows why it's happening. And we used to think it was Dale Alexander saying it wasn't no talent. We used to think that it was the recruitment. We used to think that it was the kids. It's a combination of a few things. But when you bring in kids to a university like this, it's about development, something we haven't done. It's about progression. It's about having a plan for kids. I don't think there was a plan for any of the receivers this year. Truthfully, I don't think the offense was game planned around any receiver this year. Truthfully, I don't think the passing offense had an identity at all this year from the receiver standpoint. Because where? Who are we featuring? The freshmen got on late. So it wasn't even like we was thinking of them in season, in the beginning. Where did it go wrong? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. A lot of things go wrong when a lot of disingenuous conversations are happening. People lying in the building. And when you can't trust the person that you're talking to to coach you and guide your career, there's not much you can say. If you're in a relationship, your girl don't trust you, it's nothing. It ain't a relationship. So to see the writing on the wall with Lorenzo Styles and his disgruntled exit and the narrative around it, you gotta t- you gotta peel the layers back because it only is getting deeper to the root meaning, the root cause. And we as Notre Dame fans never address the total perspective of the situation because Lorenzo Styles is a great kid, a great kid. So how does a guy like that turn his back on a program that he has so much faith in? I mean, he was starting. How does a starter lead? Without the degree. 
What? Hey, you leave without the degree, it's a real. That's the number one qualifier. Without the degree. Guys that left, guys that left before the degree, you remember. A Styles, a Gunner Kill. Guys that dip out the program, they said, because the degree wouldn't even make it better. That's how bad the situations got. The degree wouldn't even make it better. So then what it so what are we coming down to? And that's the question. Hold on one second. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So once again, I'll respond. I saw something that was funny. Uh, uh, I think it was Roosevelt because the comment is gone. And Roosevelt is always a listener, big time supporter of LL Nation. Um, Georgia doesn't recruit elite receivers because of their offensive system. Well, I don't know. George Pickens was elite. A.D. Mitchell, who's now Texas, is elite. Burden, who's now Alabama, was elite. Dominique Bell is elite, making plays. Uh, this narrative that Georgia just doesn't have really good receivers, and even if you don't believe they recruit elite receivers, then they do a hell of a job developing. Because my point, the point is, they get playmakers. Their receivers end up being playmakers. A.D. Mitchell caught two touchdowns in the college football playoff last year. Burton. Won the national championship game in the fourth quarter with his touchdown against Alabama. It's like, dude, I, I, playmakers are either developed or recruited. So I'll give you the others, but George Pickens was an elite receiver. That stop, man, just stop, stop using that offensive system is the reason Notre Dame doesn't get good wide receivers. Stop. It's lame. It's lame. It's lame. It's a bunch of things you can blame Marcus Freeman for. That ain't it. That ain't it. Because we're going to get to Marcus Freeman tonight. See, we're not, we're not like everybody else. We don't, we don't want to give, we don't want to be cool with 10 and give them passes and all of that. No, that, that ain't us. He's going to get some tonight. Jared Parker's going to get some tonight. The administration is gonna get so everybody's getting something tonight because everybody participated in this dysfunction. Everybody, and, and that's what and that's what we've been pointing out for so long is that everybody has a hand in it. Nobody is 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 unculpable in the situation because at and, the and, end and let can, let me say this too. I said because I don't know how everybody else can conduct, conducts their business. When I say stuff, it's because I've done my homework. And talk to multiple people. See, right. I'm not one of these people. I understand what the job of football programs. This is why football programs have an SID to control the narrative, to control the story. That's their job. That's their job. That's why the head coach comes out. The presser releases a press release that was released that focused on the lack of development with Chancey Stuckey. That's mm. that's part that's partly it. Mm. That's partly it. Mm. But that ain't all. Mm. That ain't all. That's, that's partly the, it. He put the <laughs> but I understand why the presser read the way it read. Okay. That's right. We told you back on April 23rd when we did the live show. Something wasn't right. Something wasn't right, bro. I told you during the summer. Thank you. My guy, Garland Doxy, who remembered, I told people back in the summer, 
the chance he stuck he was on the hot seat people came at me well, you're crazy i said okay all right you go to okay. the practices now you hear only go to the message board the ib it's intel oh this decision was made in the middle of the season weeks ago yeah you know why because yeah. that microscope has been on them yeah it's been on them yeah People came to Sean's head. Thank you, darling. At the beginning of the season when he said Stucky was on the hot seat. Now look. Yeah. Yeah. Now look. People, we always told you. You could disagree with us. You might not like our delivery, but we're going to keep it funky at keep all it. times. At all times. And we let stuff fall to the floor so it won't hurt the program. That's right. We don't talk about stuff. Because we know it wouldn't be a good look for the program. So regardless of whether or not you agree with us, respect the fact that we, we keep it funky. We keep it 100. That's right. Every so, time. Because guess Everybody what? trying all this protection. Nobody's sitting here saying Chancey Stucky is a bad person. No. No. He's just a poor communicator. And you can't be a poor communicator at this level. <laughs> and that poor communication causes things to come across as favoritism in the eyes of a lot of people. See, I did my homework left. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I heard from former players that were there last year, family members, kids in the room currently. Talk to everybody. Everybody left. And guess what? The same story we heard back in the spring, we heard the exact same story from multiple kids. So now, y'all can press release all that. Because I was trying to give Cass a chance. And I'm like, okay, that's one story. Usually it's two sides to every story. And the truth finds itself and nestles itself somewhere in the middle. So I said, we'll let this play out. We'll let this play out. But now, when you get the exact same story from two, three, four players in the room, it's like, okay, all right. That's not spitting a narrative. Yo, you didn't develop. You're a poor communicator. You show favoritism. That's three things that have yet to be refuted yeah. by anyone. Now, I will say this, and this is my last thing, just to let people know the depths of it. If it was my son, it would have been a problem. It might have been some hands. I'll leave it at that. It might have been some hands. It might have been, if it was, if it was my son, it might have been some hands. Go ahead, left. Go ahead, left. I'll leave it at that. And you know, and whenever it's a situation like that, you know, you know, it's, it's at its boiling point because you're talking about any kid that comes to Notre Dame at this point. These kids are good kids nine times out of ten. Guys that are good head on their shoulder, that want to work, put themselves in the right position and trust their coaches to get them better. But it has to be a two way street. It has to be a two-way street of communication on both sides because not having that, you're stuck in the in the, in a place where I've been as a player 
at Notre Dame at a point in time, and that's the unknown. Mm-hmm. Nothing is worse than being in the unknown on a football team. Mm-hmm. You don't know your role. You don't know the game plan for your career there. You don't know how the coaches really feel about you. They lying all the time. You don't know why things around you are happening, and you just can't seem to be in control of your own fate. That's how you know that there's underlying things going on where that favoritism pops up, where you just got a beef with a guy. A lot of times, some of these coaches are just as petty. Some of these coaches got vendettas. Some of these coaches got favorites that they like and guys they can depend on. But in a situation like this, having the lack of that trust, development, progression, interest, it does beg the question that, yeah, we can see why we have Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We'll get left back. Because I want to give him as much time as he can to expound on things he's found out from the people he's talked to, his thoughts on it. But once again, we're talking about Chancey Stuckey parting ways with Notre Dame. Uh, I can share my disappointment. Um, during COVID, this current, most of the current coaching staff was introduced. And uh, I think Vince, the, Vince, was sick and uh brian couldn't go because of uh certain measures you know uh he didn't have he didn't have the uh the shots and they didn't want him coming or whatever so i went with five recorders in hand just getting audio from all the coaches i walk up and if i'm not mistaken and if you know if he refutes it, I'm just saying, you know. I believe it was Tyler Hork. You know, it was a few coaches around Coach Stucky, and then they kind of moved away because somebody else became available. And then I think Tyler Horker was standing there, and then I walked up, and uh, we both stood there for a long time. And uh, Coach Stucky was very engaging. Broke down his vision. When I tell you the vision he had for the wide receiver room, it was absolutely impressive. I was impressed by him. We had talks about the coffee shops locally, right? Because my my wife is a big coffee drinker. She's into uh, international coffees. I knew he was into Ethiopian uh, coffee. 
And that's our conversation went into that, and like whether or not he had found a coffee shop locally that served Ethiopian coffee. I'm telling you, man, we talked about ministry, you know, the things we shared. And like I said, very engaging. Um, just, man, look, first impression was like, yo, nothing less. I think he's going to be a fabulous recruiter, which I think that bared, bared itself out. So then fast forward, and I started hearing certain things. You know, I talked to uh, a <laughs> huge appreciation to uh, and blessings to the Merriweather family, the Tyree family, uh, the Carell family, uh, Aiden K, his family, uh, Nana Osafa Menza and his family, like blessings, eternal favor to the families and those young men. And much appreciation for everything you gave to the University of Notre Dame, first and foremost. And um, absolutely, absolutely. I, I'm telling you, I I didn't want to believe, and I chose not to just believe one side of certain things that I heard. I wanted to give opportunity to see what the fruit of things Comes would from, be. That's right right the fruit of the things would be and here we are november 29 2023 and yo <laughs> what was smoke has now turned into a blazing inferno as you said left and like who's gonna stay in the crib who's gonna stay in the crib when it's on fire oh and the dysfunction thank you marcel because no we're not this is part of no, we're not gonna spend the yeah, we're gonna spend the block and see this goes into Marcus Freeman. Hey, let this the podcast. I know I'm talking brother to a brother right now, left. I just want to let you know I'm about to go into this brother to brother. Okay, hey man, coach, 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 you need to get this staff right. That's it. You at the University of Notre Dame, man. You better get people on this staff that have your best interests at heart. Because that, that are going to represent you That's and right. how you would handle things and how you would handle young men. If you're going to go down, go down that way. Go down go your down. way. Yeah, okay? Go down your way. If you yeah. didn't get to hire your, your OC, your first OC, it was given to you. Your choice of wide receiver coach was vetoed. Well, man, I don't want to use the word veto. But the OC asked for somebody else and got that wide receiver coach, and here we are. And here, here we, we are. are. And here we are. Whatever you have to do, if you have to stand up for yourself, stand up for yourself in this moment. That's it. That's and, the moment. And get everything you want and need. Yeah. That's how you go down. If you're going down with the ship, go down with your people. Yeah. That's it. Ain't no more of this compromise, new reference, oh, this person, we heard this person. No, 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 no. Go get your people. Go get your strength and conditioning coach. Go get your wide receiver coach. Yeah, think about it. Matt Bayless done left him. James Laronitis done left him. He got Parker hired and suggested hire for him. Chance he was suggested hire. I mean, at some point, if you don't take the reins of it, mm -hmm. it'll run you. It's like riding a horse. If you don't control that horse, 
it will ride you and you would never have a chance to really ride it. You've been too comfortable allowing the people to make decisions in important places. You got to think important places as in your offensive coordinator, important places, especially that you're trying to fix that you didn't have a hand in necessarily hiring. All the things that you have to fix are things you didn't hire or wasn't a part of in that hiring mm-hmm. process. Truthfully, mm-hmm. from, from players, the coaches, the administration, you know, Ron Paulus all in your ear, you're like, what is Ron Paulus doing? I mean, that's how you know it's getting ridiculous. If Ron Paulus in your, on your sideline talking to refs, and you're supposed to be a guy talking to refs. Mm-hmm. So the control factor, especially on the offense side of the ball, makes me feel like they really hired Marcus Freeman as a defensive head coach. Because all the defensive moves he's made has been great. Mike Mickens, even special teams, Biagi has been all right. You got the safeties coach was so good he left, you know. Mm-hmm. You got you got the D-line coaches coming along. They had a productive year. Linebackers have progressively gotten better. So in all the areas that you had a, a hand in, you, you, you're not searching for a ton of answers on that. Obviously, you want to get better in those areas, but you did a great job with Al Golden. Look at that. Top 10 defense. All things included. Mike Mickens is on his way to D.C. or a, a really good opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of been with you since the beginning. So you know how to hire. But in a situation like Notre Dame, it's about leverage, power moves, making demands. Because if you don't make them, they will make it for you. And I think we've seen a huge example of that from these last two years. This is why I said the third year is so important for Marcus Freeman is because at the third year point, now it's about you. You done got some of the kids out. You didn't recruit. At that time in your third offseason, you should have the staff 98%, 90% equipped with the people that you want to put in place. Because even the the 10% that's not – the ten percent that's not Daddy, you're looking Daddy. at a three loss record. Daddy. <laughs> a little left in the back. Look, I left. I agree, man. Go ahead. So for me, I think that the only way you do it is going down with your own guns. You borrowing guns going down and they jamming on you. <laughs> the clip falling out. Trigger don't work. But, but that's why it's, it's, it's always been Notre Dame chooses not to win a championship. It's always been like that. It's not that we can't. It's not that we don't know how to. It's a choice. It's a choice to not give your head coach certain amenities. It's a choice. It's a choice to, to not allow him to fix it even. In-game in adjustment-wise. Now, obviously... Losing the amount that we have in the room is just, especially the receiver room, it's just not surprising. Look at the production. Look at where the, the team was headed. At one point on the field in a clutch situation, it was Jordan Faison. Was Tobias even out there? It was like Jordan, Tobias, and like guys that wasn't on the highlight of next year. Rico Flores was out there. And this is two-minute situation. Mm-hmm. 
This is the game on the line, money on the line. You got to walk on, a true freshman, a guy that doesn't get any attempts, and Mitchell Evans. That's what you rolling out of that receiver rule? All those guys combined don't even equal a full scholarship. Because hell, the walk will have to pay himself. So it's really on it's really good to see us cleaning house before the bowl game. Because now in the bowl game, it should be a good two-week reset. Two weeks to reset on things to get ready for the spring, to get an idea of what direction you want to head in. I don't know how fast we'll get a receiver coach between now and the bowl game, but if we don't, it's an opportunity for Jared Parker. It's probably going to be Jared Parker's coaching the wide receivers during the bowl practices. So it'll probably be the process. The the hire could take place before the bowl game, but. Jared Parker is on the spotlight to me, especially taking on the receiver room. Because now there's no way the receivers aren't involved. How the receivers not going to be involved in the game plan this week? You you were so used to all year involving the tight ends. Now you're responsible for the receivers. It's time for you to show what the pay dirt looks like. With the room that you have, I still believe we got some talent in there. But this talent is equipped for a Steve Angeli. I think Sam's time should be done. If we're making all these changes, Sam's time should be done. Because what are we playing them for? Mm-hmm. He already sent himself off. He had a good little last game against Stanford, good little uh, win against his former team. Playing Sam is detrimental to the progression of where we need to be offensively, especially for Jared Parker. If I'm Jared Parker, I'm heavily involved in the next two quarterbacks, Kenny Minchie and, and, and Steve Angeli, because by spring, I need to know what I'm looking at. And also – for the evaluation process to see if you even need a transfer quarterback. Yeah, you may need an arm for camp, an arm for the season, but needing an arm is different than needing a guy to start. Bringing in guys from the transfer portal at this point, because one, I don't like too many of them, any of them. I saw something today where we were looking at a, a, a guy from Duke. I saw something where... Uh, there was potential from guys from Michigan State. All three of those guys went to the portal. So that's not exciting me at all. Because one, who are they going to throw to? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, the, that's the question now. We went from having untapped potential to who are we even throwing to? Because nobody circled Jordan Faison on the bingo card in the beginning of the spring. I didn't even know he was on the team until Louisville game. That's six weeks in the season. Didn't even know he was on the team. Not that he wasn't doing anything effective, but I'm so anticipating these freshmen. I'm anticipating JT and Deion Cosley making a nice comeback, doing the doing the things that you naturally see from other teams. Receivers that are experienced get on the field and make plays. But to have a lack of playmaker at that position, and to be getting stretches and, and spurts of, of, of stretches and spurts of impact plays, but not enough to say that we're a threat. We wasn't a threat at receiver all year. When is what what when's the last good team not had a threat at receiver? Like we're really a one-dimensional football team that I can't even think of a team 
because even when Georgia had Jake Fromm, they still had George Pickens. Mm-hmm. They still had A.J. Mitchell. They had dudes, even though they was heavy run, even when they had – shit, I talk about Wisconsin all the time. James Madison or James oh, dude, White, Melvin what's, Gordon. What's the young man when they were down 10 in the fourth quarter, the young man that made the uh, Ohio State DB fall on like a 75-yard touchdown? I forget his name because he's been hurt all year, but they just got him back. That's the crazy thing. Like, just got dude, Georgia – Georgia has playmakers off. They don't have elite wide receivers. They Okay, they just have guys that score touchdowns in the college football playoff from 75 yards every year. That, and, and, and don't even play all season. And don't, yeah, he, he's you just can, you coming back. You get guys that actualize the, the whole theory of when you get in, change your life. They get guys that get in and change their life, make an impact play. We got guys that get in and, and it's getting cardio. Guys get in there and be like, okay, I need to run a couple laps, a couple sprints, to the point where they don't even look back. They look like a bunch of Deontay Johnsons from the Steelers. Just just come off the ball, stand there. <laughs> Arian, Arian Smith. Arian Smith. That's his name. Arian Smith. Dude had three touchdowns in the college football playoff. And, yeah, he hasn't played since, like, the first, second game. But they get him back Saturday. <laughs> with Dominic Bell, Muse, uh, Rosemary, uh, St. Jack. Uh, oh, yeah. They say, yeah, yeah. yeah. St. Jack's nice. I saw him down there. Yeah. It just, dude, they got five, yeah, six yeah. Like, the, uh, the white dude, right? Yeah. Oh, he's been cooking. He's yeah. been cooking. Yeah. So it just goes to show you that there's no way, unless we just extremely undervalued our recruitment in the receiver room, that we can't do the same. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's just no way we can't do the same thing. And so the question becomes how to get to that spot, how to get to the point where we can turn that room around. Well, a lot of us got to come and start with the coach. We get got to get the right guy in there that truly develops. Yeah, we had a, a better understanding from the year before where guys were on YouTube. But you got to think about games. That's a huge game. But doesn't mean it makes up the the experience that we need. Mm-hmm. Just because we got guys off of YouTube and know what a release package is, doesn't mean that we know how to put that in a game consistently. So... Oh man, I just think that it's a good thing and a and a and a positive thing to look forward to that we're gonna end up being in the right spot because it is because it happened early enough. Marcus Freeman is, is 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 so far known for making these huge program changes in personnel before the season is over. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been his moniker. He's done it in, in the at the right times, but now he's he had to do the same thing, but with coaches this year. Yeah. And the yeah. hard conversations that are being addressed are what makes us feel good about the program because we know that Marcus Freeman sees what everybody else sees. And for him to be able to take action swiftly like this, because it's not easy to let go of just your position, Coach. Like, right. that's a process. That's a process. But for Marcus Freeman to pull the trigger and make it happen just shows that he is acknowledging its faults 
may even though it be too late sometimes, he's still going to be able to try to correct the things that need to be corrected. And, at, and from a coaching standpoint and a head coach standpoint, that's all you can ask for. Let's just not have these complications stack up and exist too long to where you can't make a good decision. Where, you, where it's too late because you held on to the person too long. So the, from a receiver standpoint, it is an open opportunity just like the quarterback room was. The quarterback room looked bare. The quarterback room needed some spark, needed a guy to, to, to galvanize that room so guys can come together, the team can respond to the room better. We still, since he quarterback that the team responds to. Mm. I, I think this team responded to Jack Cone in moments and I can't speak highly enough about Jack Cone and that's because of the comparison now that I have to put with it. In a lot of cases we took Jack Cone for granted. Because Jack Cone found a way to utilize guys even with the ability that he had. He didn't have the strongest arm. He may not have done everything right, but he was giving guys chances. You don't throw, we, we haven't thrown for over 400 yards, damn near 500 yards all year. Hell, maybe in two or three games combined, we haven't thrown for over 500 yards this year. But Jack Cone went in that game and was using his receivers. Jack Cone all year was finding ways to win, making big plays in the pass game. And all because while splitting time. Mm-hmm. The man was splitting time. When is when is when is when has Sam Hartman ever had to have somebody on his back like that? I can't think of a time. Just to be able to play scot free, not look over your shoulder, and still not do the things that were asked of you to do. It's not yeah. hard for me to make the Jack Cone and Sam Hartman comparison because Jack Cone didn't complain. Jack Cone didn't give us reasons why he didn't get it done. Jack Cohn, I can't man. He had moments. Let's be serious. Jack Cohn had moments. I can you, tell you, you know all the time. Funny? Bro, you know what's funny? You know the funniest thing I saw. I saw. I had to. I had to troll tweet it too. Like cats were out there. Like yeah, um, Hartman had a good season. We didn't bring him here to be good. See that's yeah. that's, that's my problem. The same cats. That are trying to take for Hartman having a good season. That's not what you said he was. You said no, he's said a Heisman contender. He's a savior, Heisman contender, difference maker. So good, good ain't that ain't it. You don't give him nil money to come to Notre Dame to be good. Yeah, especially when we've that's, never done that before. <laughs> that's, so stop. I don't want to hear that. And what's good? I didn't bring him here for his Jack, And Jack got 11 wins. We can't even get 11 from Sam. Wait a minute. And then don't tell me about the OC. Because you didn't like Jack Cone's OC either. You oh, thought no, Jack Cone's OC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you Jack Cone's OC was bad too. So it's a level playing field. We didn't bring level Sam playing. Hartman here to be like Jack Cone with the same stats. That's not we didn't bring him here for that. We didn't bring him here for that. He was all world. So all of this settling and walking it back now, I'm like, oh, Sam Harper was good. No? no. See, because when it's mentioned that Notre Dame averaged 39 points, then the rebuttal is, but what did they do against the bad, the good teams? What was 17. Sam Harper's stats? 
What were Sam Hartman's stats against the good teams? That's right. Because his drop-off was very similar as the OC and the rest of the squad. It wasn't like he played up here against good teams and then every the OC and everybody else is down here. Nah. Or even being, or even being an important factor in these, no. in, in these big games. All these, all these old lady red cake passes. If y'all trying to give the ten, no, no. He's he was part of he was part of the dysfunction. Absolutely. And, because he truly and, looked oh, like he had no. I can say it now. I can say it now. My opinion. My opinion. Just based on minimal information. Marcus Freeman's offense was less of an issue for Tobias than 10. And you can believe that. You can believe that. And my source on that is credible as hell. Now, you want to know why Tobias got it? Yeah, but he's not here next year. Yeah. Yeah, he can't say it no more. But on top of that, we've been saying that since the spring. What did Sam Hartman himself say in the press conference? Yeah, I'm, I'm asking Tyler what to do. Huh? Huh? You at, you leaning on Tyler so heavily, well, you let Tyler start. And I told you, once they cleared the decks, they took all the knowledge out of the offense. So what does Sam really have to work with? Jared Parker don't know for real. Gino Gadouli has no help. The, the guy that had all the offensive in and outs, the terminology, the communication points, and this, this, that, and the third, was Tyler. And to get rid of him and not cater to Sam offensively and try to run the same thing when nobody really knows what to do, what do you expect to happen? That's just a dysfunction recipe right there. Bro, the dysfunction starts when the administration hires a coach and his optics left left see we have talked about this before remember we talked about colin klein and what he wanted to bring with him and it's like dude if that's what you want to do they don't just make it an ultimatum or give it in that form like yo that's great once you interview my guys they're very good let them go through the process you got a real good chance of them actually coming along with you it's about optics okay so the optics were bad. I understand yeah. because of recruiting at that point in time. Brian Kelly, I understand that there was an importance of keeping Tommy. But you and Tommy can have that conversation. You don't have to have a press release. You don't have to let people know, oh, Tommy, you don't have to ask the coaches or you do have, it is, you do have to do that. You do have to ask the coaches you're interviewing, are you going to be cool with Tommy Reese being the OC? Because that's the decision you make. That's fine. Before you got the head coach, you asked in the future head coach about a guy that's already there. But optically, optically, make it look like Marcus Freeman wanted to retain Tommy Reese. Right. Your optics were bad. They were bad. Dysfunction. Marcus Freeman wants Jamarcus Shepard. Tommy gets his guy. Chancey Stuckey. Dysfunction. 
which is why I told Marcus Freeman, hey, man, get the people that you want. Straight up. You can take references. You can talk to Jared Parker, ask his opinion, but it's your decision. It comes down to you. Because at the end of the day, when they call you in that office and say, man, we're no longer keeping you as head coach, nobody else is going to be around. No one else is going to be speaking up for you. Oh, no. They ain't speaking up for you now. No. They, they no. Telling you what to say. They telling you what to say. No. But nobody is going to step out there, Marcus Freeman, and be like, Marcus Freeman was a good dude that did deserve it. Nobody's going to say that. They're going to be like, he was over his head. That's what they're going to say. He was in over his head. Think he can take on this program and do the They're already saying that now. That's saying that now. And gear two. And your logic from an administration standpoint is, man, we're taking a chance hiring a first-time coach. We're going to help him out. We're going to keep Tommy around. Keep people that understand. We're going to help him out. You sow the seed of dysfunction. Sow the seed of dissension. Because what what are you helping out a guy that you bringing in that you believe in? If you if you hiring a guy because you believe in him, you don't stand on it. Left. That's what have we been saying? Regardless of whether or not he's a first time coach, if he's your guy and you believe in him, stand on it. Don't fluff it. Oh well, I I I'll make the decision. Look, it'll look a lot better if we. We keep this person, and if we do this and we do that, what are we doing? Stand on it. Stand on it. And I don't think, personally, I don't think it's a make or break year for Marcus Freeman. I don't. Because the man, first his first two years, he's about, yo, the man can literally win double-digit had double digit wins this year, man. Like, come on, man. But you got to get that, that staff, that staff, you got to get the staff right. These next two hires, strength and conditioning and a wide receiver coach, huge hires. Huge. All caps. Huge. Can't hear you, left. Try to reconnect. Lucky Luffy podcast. Uh, so we're gonna wrap this portion. Let's let's get to some of the transfers, some other news. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.